0: Hi everyone, it's Posty Posterson, back with another regular, super deluxe, special edition episode of the Sleep With Me podcast. In case you're just joining us, I'm not the normal host Scooter. My name is Posty Posterson, and usually I work behind the scenes, helping Scoots with the editing of the show, um, but once in a while, I'll add some sleepy music to a show And we'll release that as a special edition, as a fun bonus treat for all of the podcast supporters on Patreon. So, welcome to Super Deluxe number 101. Let's hop in. Super Deluxe episode was such a departure from the regular format, I've kept this week's episode back to basics. I've taken a show where Scoots is talking about the return of the Jedi, I've added some spacey, sleepy music, and made Scooter's voice, sort of a radio transmission that you're hearing as you float around in your extra poofy soft spacesuit. So, sit back, relax, imagine yourself safely and cozily floating around in zero gravity while you listen to Scooter, and with any luck, get some well-deserved shut-eye. Thanks again for supporting the podcast, and good night.
1: a couple things we'll be covering uh, in the next year or so but I said, wait a second Um, so I thought like I said, we've covered a lot of the seminal movies of my childhood and in my like middle school, like uh, late grammar elementary school, middle school and high school and beyond years and some formative movie going experiences, I don't know if we've covered them all but we covered uh uh, the Roger Moore, James Bond movie with Grace Jones and Tony Roberts and Christopher Walken, A View to a Bridge, uh, with Zeppelin. And while that wasn't a beloved, that was just an important movie for me, I think it was the first James Bond movie I saw in a theater. And I believe we've covered uh, Goonies and Back to the Future. Those, all three of those movies were were related to a period in my life when I still played with toys. But when I became aware, that was just a big summer of movie going for me. And uh, where I became aware that movies were made, that there were people that worked on movies. And it wouldn't be, it would follow up with another big summer which maybe we'll talk about because I don't think we've covered any of those movies. And another big movie-going experience for me was Beetlejuice. Another you know, memory, movie memory I had that we covered was uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And we've covered Beverly Hills Cop and uh, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Dustbusters. So all really important experiences for me. But the foundation was built on the, the first uh, there, there's uh, three movies the first three movies that I'm aware that I went to the movie theater and saw. Two of which were animated movies, The Sword and the Stone and uh, The Fox and the Hound, which is interesting that they both their titles are similar in a sense. And then this movie, which I should have, have total recall of, but I don't think I have, and that is the first uh, the first Star Wars movie I ever saw. And I don't know if which episode it is. Episode 6, I guess? Star Wars Episode 6. Why do I always want to say it's Episode 3? Three? 3, 4, 5. Maybe it's 5, 6, 7, 8. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. So I think it's Episode 6... And it's called Return of the Jedi. And I think it'd be interesting for me to do a tale of the tape about that. But, I, like, uh, I guess I'll talk a little bit more about uh, my, like, going to the movie. I've talked about going to the movie before, even in the Beetlejuice one. And I can remember, no, I think this is, like, a kind of an idea of the power of Star Wars, though, in, the, in this period of time, in the 80s was that I play? Well, I don't know what year Raiders... Or what is this movie called? Empire? No. Uh, Ewoks make a village? No, it's called uh, Return of the Jedi. Okay. Uh, Well, I can't even remember that. Or Jedi, as it may be called. Uh, But so... I played with Star Wars toys, but I never saw Star Wars movies until Return of the Jedi. And I'm not even sure if this was on the first or the second run of Return of the Jedi. And this may be my imagination, but I thought that Star Wars A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back were so popular that they even had revivals before the third movie came out. Like, so whatever they came out, then it came out again, then Empire Strikes Back came out, and then Empire Strikes Back came out again, and then Return of the Jedi came out. Not, and I'm not talking about reprints or anything, but I'm not sure if that happened or not. But it, like I can remember seeing, especially Re- Re- Empire Strikes Back, I can remember seeing the commercials on TV, all the cross promotions, and then the toys. But not being able to see the movie 'cause because, I don't know they said, well, you're just too impressionable and young, we don't need you- go going go, you can't go into we don't need you going trying to be go a long time ago and far far away. you're already far, far away anyway, and you know we don't we don't need to you know we don't need this uh these, i don't know i guess it was like just too intense Plus there's six kids in my family, that would have been old enough, and I don't know if my father or mother. What was interesting is I saw a lot of Star Trek movies with my father. Again, not on the first run, but on the, um, at a historical theater. So, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if I ever talked about that, but I'll, you know, I'll talk about it another time, maybe. So, at some point, Return of the Jedi came out, and my father decided that at least my brother Carl and I, and maybe my sister Sheila... We're at a place where we could go see this movie, and again, I, my expectations were not based on reality. I had—I saw—I guess I'd been to two movies, so I don't know why I thought this. But I thought that they would give away free toys, or they would have a toy store. And in some sense, I don't want to brag, but I guess I was a visionary. I thought they would have a pop-up toy store selling just—I thought they'd be steeply discounted because you paid for the movie. Uh, Or they would just give you a free action figure. But if they would have had a pop-up toy store at the movie theater, they would have made even more money. So, not to give anybody an idea, because I don't know if any other movies are driving that kind of toy purchasing... I mean i will say i guess nowadays people do like uh, uh, like it w- would be hard to track and people would just keep the boxes and sell them on ebay but i said well you know if you give away a troll doll at one of those movies with every ticket that would be pretty fun so i don't know i guess it's like i wouldn't need the kid behind me saying hello could you comb my hair i'm a troll i'm behind you i say i'm trying to watch trolls uh You know, Throwback City or whatever the next... I don't know. I haven't seen any of those movies. Probably would. I don't have anything against them. I think it's... uh, Jardis Justin Timberlake and Anna Kendrick. I don't know. Is that who's in those movies? Okay, but so... So when I went to Star Wars, I was, like, trying to already plan out. I know they had, like, I didn't know anything about the movie, but I'd seen the ads, so I know they had the Grammarian Guard. And I probably wrote my brother in with him and said, well, what toy are you going to pick out for the movie when they give away the free toys? And I wanted the Grammarian Guard. And I don't know what my brother imaginarily picked out, but it ended up there was no free toys or toys for sale at the movie theater. I have no idea what movie theater we went to, because whenever I think about it, and I'm like, oh, this right movie theater, that, like I see a picture of this actual movie theater that uh, we didn't really go to the movies at, the same movie theater, like out in the suburbs of Syracuse, where most of the movies I saw, uh, maybe Camilla's Mall would have been where I saw most of the movies, anyway, where was it? Interesting stuff here. Oh boy, really, it's interesting stuff. So let's see. Okay, so yeah, let's cover the movie. I'm trying to think of any other like memories that I have. Uh, just wanted to, wanted to see the movie. So we were probably pretty excited. I don't, other than being disappointed that you didn't get a free. I mean, I remember really enjoying the movie and the experience, but I don't remember. And I also remember the letdown because I had unrealistic expectations of getting a free toy or of trying to talk my dad into buying a discounted toy. Just an action figure. That's all I was asking for. I wasn't asking for, like, a, uh, you know, play set or anything. But at this point, I understand how the world works. So, okay, I, I accept it. So, uh... What is the movie called again? Return of the Jedi, which is pretty important. So here's what I know. And again, you might say, Scoots, come on, there's no way you can't remember how this movie goes or the major plot points. And I say, do you want to bet? Because I bet you I can not remember. Because I can't remember. So at first I thought it opened on the Ewa, on the moon of Endor, but now I realize, I said, No, it couldn't have started there because why? What are they doing there? and Why? So I said, You're right. Where does it begin? And I said, Well, where did the last movie end? And I said, With Lando double cross. Uh, and they said, Okay, so that's where it ended. In uh, like they they like. like uh, John was uh, uh, placed uh, like in a state of suspended animation, and uh, Luke was uh, had dealt with some of his father issues, which caused a great emotional, you know, impact on him. But he was rescued by I think by Lando, Leia, C-3PO, R2D2, and Cheba- che- Chewbacca. And I guess Lando had parlayed that. So in some sense, like, we can't hold anything against Lando, because really, he said, this is the best I could do. I didn't really have a choice. You know, they got here before you did. That's in the other movie, though. So it opens... I'm pretty sure this is how it opens. And it actually, when you think about the opening, at least, and you think about genres in films, you say, well, this is interesting, uh, because, uh, and I didn't look at it this way, but it's a bit of a, like a, uh, like a, like a caper-style, heist-type uh, setup. But it, it already starts, the beginning of the movie starts when that has already been implemented. And I say, wow, like, I really like those choices, because it has a lot more impact than if you showed the planning of it. They say, okay, that's not a way to start a movie. That's That this is just going to be a segment of... um, But then you say, well, okay, then what purpose... Well, that's where we left off. It's like a Saturday morning serial, so you need this sequence. And I say, well, it's a cool sequence. I'm not criticizing it. I'm just saying... uh, Says in like the overall arching plot of the three movies, how does it fit in there? And I say, okay, well, I guess one, it demonstrates where Luke is on his progression. So you say, okay, you're right about that, that stuff's impressive, and then it kind of tells the story of Han and Leia. Okay, fair enough. And then something happens but you don't remember. like are you or are you just buying time because you don't know what and I say no, I know what happened. I'm pretty sure here's how it happens. And it reminds me of Wizard of Oz as well. There may or may not be I think what happens is huh, and no, I don't know. Like I think maybe um do uh, C-3PO is it open with C-3PO and R2-D2 and they go to the door and that's like kind of the um maybe that is what happens interesting so this is what I think happens I guess I I thought something else happened but I said wait a second that doesn't answer all my questions so now I think what may have happened is so R2-D2 and C-3PO show up at the, the desert Tatooine which we've seen a lot of, uh, maybe, out somewhere outside of Mos Eisley spaceport. And we go there, and we're at the hut of, the palace of Jabba the Hutt. Oh, you know what, they start off with the, the crawl that t- fills you in. So they probably the crawl of the movie said, okay. Chapter s- one, two, three, six, Return of the Jedi. Uh, you know, Star Wars, the Empire's working on, I don't know if I read this, but, uh, like, it confused me later, but I think they were working on a new Death Star. Rebel Alliance has been trying to get, you know, scattered across the galaxy. Uh, Luke Skywalker hints, but, you know, but somewhere, the, the crime lord, Jabba the Hutt, uh, You know, what'll happen next? Just something like that. Darth Vader, the height of his powers with the Emperor Palpatine. And soon, uh, you know, they have a crushing... It won't be long till they have a crushing grip on the galaxy. So that didn't help us. But so I think R2D... So it opens with maybe some desert shots. Then let's just say... Let's just say this happens. In my mind it did. It didn't though, but I'm trying to remember. They show up at uh, the, uh, what do you call that thing, Jabba's Palace. And out, like very much like the Wizard of Oz, something asks them, what do you want? And they say, we're here to see Lord Jabba or whatever, or Lord Hutt. And then just like C-3PO says, how rude, I don't appreciate your tone. Because it has like this camera eye. And then it says, eventually they say something, they said, let us in. Uh, because you know we're, we're very very valuable and we could be val you know we've been gifted to the lord of java so i think they go in and we go into to palace java's got and band and uh eats a lot of stuff he's got uh what what do you call those uh sick food like like something that laughs at all his jokes the pets he's got people that work for him and he, you can see that Jabba it lives in the world of Vice. Uh, and at some point we see Princess Leia working undercover. And I don't know how long it takes to reveal that also... And this was one of the cooler action figures, is that Lando, uh, Calrissian, is also working undercover. So I think that's slowly revealed. And C-3PO says, basically, I'm here to work for you. I think a a gift from uh, Luke Skywalker or something, or maybe a trade, I can't remember, you know, because your majesty or whatever. And then I think there's a sequence that goes by and maybe R2 is like serving drinks and uh, C-3PO has to run this protocol droid, can speak whatever billion languages. And we saw this palace at the end of the second season of Mandalorian, which was cool because it was a similar sequence. Uh then and we oh we see the Grimorian guard, who are like uh, the, the guards of J- you know, Java's tough guys. Then at some point we get this mysterious um uh, Sound effects and doors opening, and then in comes cloaked, just like I guess is similar to the end of the second season, *The Mandalorian*. Uh, Luke Skywalker, cloaked undercover. So at some point, the Mandal—oh, here's a spoiler. At some point, *Mandalorian* and uh, er, uh Je- oh no no, this has been a few. Wait a second confused about the timelines now because at the end of the Mandalorian it's a younger Luke Skywalker younger than the return of the Jedi Skywalker right Is that correct or my way off or is it though is the Luke Skywalker older oh yeah it takes place this takes place Mandalorian takes place after return of the Jedi okay so that was just my mistake uh, among many Okay, that solves that. So okay, so Jabba's having a party or whatever. That's all, you know. Jabba, Jabba's, uh, you know, putting on vice. Then this cloaked figure shows up and uh, has no trouble with all Jabba's henchmen and says, "Hey, I'm here to, uh, I'm here for Han Solo and my my droids and all that." Uh, And the Jabba says, "You." You know your tricks won't work on me because I'm too smart. And Luke says, "Well, I'm, you know, I'm pretty tough. So, you know, let's." And then Java has a secret door where Luke goes to visit Java's pet, who is, uh, who is uh, like uh, this uh, this uh, dog that keeps drooling. And it's Jabba says, if you can't, you know, if you, you don't want to be covered in drool, because I heard that grosses you out. And I think this was a stop motion sequence. So then we have, and I, again, I haven't seen this movie in a long time, but we have Luke uh, dealing with, uh, with the, the, in the stop motion sequence, dealing with the... Uh, uh, the, the dog and trying to get the dog to, to say, hey, if it, it gives the dog, you know, you just got to brush the dog's teeth. Really, so Luke figures out if he brushes the dog's teeth, the dog won't stop drooling. Problem solved, but it takes a while. Now looking back on it now, I say did Luke know this was going to happen because of something that happens later? But I don't know. So, but also Luke's trapped. uh door. Meanwhile, Lando goes and uh, tries to rescue uh, Han Solo. Like, I don't know if he, I guess he defrosts him. And Chewie's down there too, or is Chewie, yeah, I think, I can't remember if Chewie's with him or not, because Chewie's pretty mad at Lando.
0: Whatever,
1: he defrosts Han but Han can't see because it takes a while for your eyesight to come back. So that happens and they get discovered. So they get caught too. Now I don't think Princess, Princess Leia got discovered though. So she's still undercover, I believe, but I could—I mean, I've been wrong about everything else. So then Java says, okay, I got a better idea for, for all these, uh, like all these punks. Now, it could be that Luke uh, could be that Lando's still undercover though, and he doesn't get caught. I can't remember. I'm feeling like Lando's still undercover at this point. So maybe um, it's just Luke had rescued uh, Han and Chewie. So I don't know. But th- those, let's just say those three are busted. Everybody else is still undercover. So they say, okay, we're going to take you out to the desert to the Sarlacc, uh, which it turns out the Sarlacc, you know, dealt with the Great dragon. The Great dragon dealt with the Sarlacc at some point, I think, because I, I think that's how um, uh, Justified got the uh, his armor, about Boba Fett's armor. But anyway, not important yet. So they go out there. They're on these like skiffs. Java has this giant party barge. Now you could get this, i don't know if you could get the party barge, but you could definitely. One of my, at least somebody I played with, uh, had that skiff, which was cool. And it's kind of like a pirate movie at this point. Uh, so the Luke has to walk the plank, and they're like they're gonna make Han and Luke walk the planks. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I, I believe all that stuff happened. So then uh, they're on the skiff. Boba Fett's there watching over because Boba Fett was the one was Darth Vader. That one of the people with was Darth Vader that busted uh, Han Solo. So they take him out and they're going to make him walk to the plank and uh, meet this uh, Sarlacc uh, pit, of, Sarlaccian pit or something. And Jabba says, oh, boy, is this, you know, this thing, you know, this is exactly what uh, you deserve. They're probably bet- making bets on it. Great action sequence. I'm not doing it justice, obviously. But Luke had already thought of this or something because he has, uh he has like his uh lightsaber inside of, uh what do you call that thing? What's that thing called? Uh, R2-D2. So R2-D2 at some point throws Luke his lightsaber. He does a bunch, you see over these sequences of how he's become, progressed as a Jedi. And his powers increased, his abilities have increased. um, And so Luke does a bunch of moves. uh, And also, I think even in this scene, we see that Luke has become somewhat, like uh, he's become a little bit of a cyborg. Meanwhile, I think there's like one sequence where Han can't see and he has to free Chewie or Lando. Uh, then uh, Boba Fett and a couple other people go and visit the Sarlacc. Uh, so that was like we thought that was it for Boba Fett. But a lot of good action, and C3PO probably runs around talking too much. And Princess Leia deals with Boba or uh, Jabba. I don't know. I felt like that was back in the back at the palace, but maybe it happened on the uh, the barge. I wonder if El de barge was on the barge. But so whatever, they get away. Basically, spoiler, They get away. Now I'm not ex- not exactly sure what happens next to <laughs> surprise, but I think they all get out. Uh, they must have parked somewhere nearby. Somehow Lando pulled all this off. So, so I don't know how many years this took, this deep cover, because Lando was under in deep cover. So was Leia. But I guess some somewhere they had the Millennium Falcon, and Millennium Falcon, and uh, Luke's X-wing parked uh, within the region. And I think maybe they cover this by a phone call or something. But Luke says, "I got to go to Dagobah, I got to go to the Dagobah system with R2." got somebody I got to deal with uh and they say okay we got to go meet with Admiral Ackbar and everybody else that knows what they're doing and they say okay to talk to you, we'll meet up with you at some point in the future so they go so then the sequence splits so if we follow millennium falcon we have uh, Lando Calrissian Han Solo uh Princess Leia Leia Organa, C-3PO, and Chewbacca. I'm pretty sure this is when Admiral Akbar is still functioning as the admiral, but it could be. I think so. So they go and they say, "Okay." They say the, the Death Star is almost fully operational. Maybe it even is operational. Now, I think as a kid, even though they said it multiple times that it was, a, they were building a second Death Star. I still kept thinking, is this a an old Death Star? Just got damaged, and they're repairing it. And I'm not even positive. But I think it was a new Death Star. Which, I mean, again, I'm sure there's been there's been comedy and even clerks, But even in the season of Mandalorian, I mean, that's a lot of uh, investment. I remember the movie Contact uh, with Jodie Foster. That movie had a similar but earth based premise about like investing all this money in a spaceship. Uh, but at least they kind of explained, oh no, like this is a spoiler. But they said, okay, we also are building a second one secretly in case this one didn't work out. So I don't know if that's how the, the Death Star was. But anyway, they say, yeah, you know, they're building this Death Star. But they were, you know, while they're building it, it's covered by this shield that's based on this moon on Endor, so we can't get to it to deal with it uh, unless somebody goes. It's this powerful shield. You got to be on the planet to get rid of the shield. So they say, okay, well, Han Solo versus uh and Lando said, "Well, let's Lando there." I think Lando. I think, lando, I think lando comes in later because lando has his own sidekick now that's what i'd like to see a standalone donald glover lando movie or tv show uh or whatever program you know starring donald glover directed by donald glover but uh so i don't know so because i say, well who's that dude he was a gill based being or well, what was Lando? I don't know. He couldn't do. it. Maybe he could do it. Uh, Let's see. What was? The, what was? La- Where was Lando? I mean, how did Lando become head of Bespin? I'd like to know that too. Okay, but so back to wherever I was now. Where am I? Okay, so that, that's Endor. That's the moon, forest moon Endor. Endor, or the forest moon and Endor, forest moon. That's where the shield is, it's protecting and it's going to be fully operational and have a view of, like, uh, I don't know, the central, you know, central, uh, wherever Admiral Empire's is based, but Admiral Empire is actually in the, I don't know, wherever the rebel alliance is, they can't let like, this thing go fully operational. But, you know, the Empire at this point is at full strength. Uh, also. At some point, I don't know if it's during this movie, I guess it is, because Luke's realize that Darth Vader's his father, uh, Darth, we, we do learn that Leia is Luke's sister and the uh, daughter of Darth Vader. That's revealed at some point during this film. Okay, so they say, yeah, we'll lead the team going to uh, we'll land on Endor undercover. We're going to wear camouflage and stuff, and then we'll, we'll go deal with these. Uh, we'll, we, we'll break into the place of Shield. We'll try to time it, and shut the shield down. Meanwhile, Luke returns um, to by the Dagobah system. I think some of this was in the Timothy Zahn books. Um, Maybe I read some of these Star Wars books, uh, other than those, but Luke returns to Dagobah's system, ostensibly to complete his training that he abandoned in the last movie. And I can't remember what Yoda Yoda says, but Yoda says, you know, basically, let's have some soup and tea and talk about it. try, you must, uh, patience, you know, the grip, you know, tries to give him, he's trying to tell him the truth, the truth teller, and I, I don't know, I think he was more accepting the fact Luke wasn't there, and maybe he trains more, maybe he did all his training in uh, Return of the Jedi, I mean, uh, Empire Strikes Back, I'm not sure, you know, when he's riding around in his back and all that stuff, uh, but so you know, Luke returns to talk to the teacher, I think in this movie is when he has to go into the cave, uh, and he goes in the cave, and again, this Ray did this in a different part. Uh, I guess she did it in that blowhole, the Nagalele blowhole, and uh, when she went down there. But it's—I guess—it has to do with the Force or Jedi stuff that you go to this like place where you uh, where you, you have you you kiss mysticism in some sense, you know. Or maybe you're kissed by the mysticism. And so Luke goes in there and kind of shows you... Oh, because the one thing about being a Jedi is, like, uh, you can't be consumed by your fears. So, like, you have to... Um, you can't be consumed by want, wanting what you want or f- wanting to be released from your fears totally. Or... And also, you can't turn to anger and hate. Uh, so, most, of, for the most part, good, good stuff. And I think this cave is supposed to train you or whatever, or show you. But I guess that would have been in the other movie because it shows Luke uh, inside Darth Vader, and that freaks Luke out. So that probably did happen in Empire Strikes Back. So I don't know if he goes to the cave in this movie. Now the Yoda from the Yoda toy from Return of the Jedi I had. Now it's definitely it had a, the cool things about the Yoda toy. It was Yoda had a pet that he wore around his neck. He had his cane and he had a cloth robe, all of which were very easy to lose. Uh, so you'd lose the pet first, or the cane first, then the pet, and then hopefully the robe would stay on. So, I have no idea what happens on day goodbye, other than that at some point Yoda says, listen buddy, it's been great, but I gotta lie down and go to the big, you know, go to the big, uh, uh big macaroon or Macaroon in the sky and uh you know meet up with uh obi-wan and uh, maybe luke talks to obi-wan i don't know but he says put a blanket on me and uh, comfort me luke uh, and luke says oh boy that's tough stuff so Huh, and then I don't know what happens to Luke after it, uh, so I guess I'm missing some stuff, so hopefully I'll remember that. And now it makes sense why we had such a big sequence at Jabba's Palace, like the two, two kind of, two, two different good action sequences. Because otherwise I wouldn't have remembered anything. So now we're back on the forest moon of Endor. We got a team there, right? We got. Uh, now I don't know if they like uh, didn't land in the right place or what their plan was. I can't remember any of that. Other than that, they have to disable the shields. Uh, but so there. So it's Leia, Han, Chewie, everybody else. So they're supposed to be running undercover. And this is again a new effect sequence. Great sound design but at some point the, the um stormtroopers or these were called these were something else uh, scout troopers they are called they rode these things called speeder bikes which again we get to see in the mandalorian but at this time this these effects are really uh top of the line and in some sense probably still stand the test of time against some of the other like uh because I don't know if it's a balanced practical. Beautiful forest. I mean, you're talking like Northern California, Redwood Forest. If you ever want to relive it, uh, like it's not an easy hike, but you could do the one-way hike. Uh, It goes from, uh, it's called the Steep Ravine Trail. It goes from Mount Tam down to Stinson Beach. It does taste a pretty long hike, but if you do it one way, you could get a taste of... uh, and that way you're going downhill you really get a taste for Endor but so uh, what else do we need to know so um, so okay so Leia and uh, Han I don't know about you Were where Chewy or everybody else is C-3PO's with them but so they get into chases with these speeder bikes I want to say Luke was there at this point but because yeah Luke was there at some point he had to have a face-off with them maybe he wasn't uh no maybe he wasn't i don't know anyway um i don't know so who knows what happened to look I, I guess i thought i remembered but hans also darth vader knows He he's visiting to do an inspection or talk to the emperor maybe they just were living there because you say why not it's a powerful space station it's protected you know by a by a shield on a you know a moon that we didn't even investigate everything on the moon but you know good enough but so they deal with these speeder bikes right and uh, that was a really cool sequence i do remember the front of a speeder bike getting cut off that i thought was by a lightsaber but maybe i'm wrong but so whatever, I don't, I don't, maybe I don't know. Maybe it was it Luke lay and Han. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But so it's cool, cool action sequence. Pretty sure Luke wasn't there, but maybe he was. Uh, and I just don't remember it. And then I don't know why. Maybe there was some other. Did they have to go on any other adventures before they got to End of Moon of Endor? Hmm. I don't know. But so whatever they end up uh, they deal with the speeder bikes what I think one person got away Some point they're all spill it up. It took takes a while. They eventually all get back together Then they're looking and uh, like uh, Chewbacca tries to grab something they get caught in a net uh, and the next thing they know they're with the Ewoks so uh, and uh, the Ewoks, this is their home home world, this uh, moon. And so uh, they say, who are these people? We don't like them. Uh, and they they look a lot like these, uh, the Empire, which is causing us trouble. So I think they're going to deal with them. There's a communication barrier. But then they realize that they have some belief system where C-3PO has like a god-like status to them okay but luke is there so uh, so i guess luke was there the whole time so i was wrong about that for sure so maybe there was some sequence uh maybe there's just like luke said i'll meet you at endor or whatever Do will find my friends and i'm gonna go today goodbye and then i'll meet up with you because yeah, so anyway, so then they think C-3PO is a god. Luke uses the Force to play that up. Uh, so he says, "Free my friends!" And uh, then they they start they realize the so Ewoks are actually de- like dealing in the you know they're constantly getting harassed by the Empire, and they're way outnumbered. So they say, "Okay, let's work together." to deal with these empire, because we got to get to this uh, this bunker where the shield's operated out of. So, um, interesting. And, and so, yeah, I, I don't know. So then they come up with a plan, the plan is really cool, and they enact a plan. They say, okay, we're going to capture this bunker. And we're going to do it together. But And basically, like, you know, it's like one of those ones, it's a roller coaster, right? They do all this cool stuff. They use more, uh, like, non-traditional, like, they use traditional ways to, to deal with these add uh, at walkers, which were new, which, were like, were already, or maybe there was a couple of at walkers in other movies, but they're, like, two-legged, Oh no, so they're not AT, AT, DT, A-T-S-T's or something. But they go, have all this battle and then it seems like if they've always won, they finally get to the, they end up getting separated. And I think like Leia gets to the, uh, and a couple other people get to the, um, to the blast doors and they're trying to break the code, but they can't break the code to get the door open then they think it all is lost but it really that uh Han and Chewie you know we're, were like uh I don't know everything works out meanwhile I'm pretty sure Luke um just flies up to the uh what do you call it the, the Death Star and Darth Vader's like let that ship land like my son's coming to meet me or something so i guess my memories are like uh, worse than terrible about this uh so i'm pretty sure okay so the battle goes on i'm trying to think of anything else i remember about the battle but uh basically because i'm saying okay they still did everything but they still can't get in how do they get into the bunker but i guess i don't know so they're trying to do that, but they got to time it like a lot of these movies. Like with these shields, uh, the whole uh, Rebel force is coming out of hyperspace right at this one time. I guess Luke's already on the ship, and maybe that's after the shield went down. And I'm pretty sure Admiral Ackbar Admiral is there because uh, he says, "Yeah, don't worry about it." Uh, um, you know, like, he's when's the shield coming down? Maybe they were already there, and they say, you gotta hurry up with the shield. Uh, now, meanwhile, Luke's on there, right? Now, this is a big sequence, especially for a kid, because this was, like, serious intensity. And My dad, after the movie, wanted to talk a lot about the Ewoks and, this, like, his uh, generation and kind of, like, where, where that fit in. I guess as a kid, I I was kind of struck by this. uh, So Luke, I think he goes and says, like, uh, hey, you know, I got a deal with, like, like, hey, Dad, he says, yeah, let's talk. uh, And Luke says, uh, um, what's going on? he says, well, you know, I work for the emperor. What well, if we just come to cut the Emperor out out of this? Let's go meet with him, but let's just get rid of him. And you and I can r- like rule the galaxy together, like I said last time. And Luke says, nah, I'm not interested in that. And he goes, well, let's just go talk to the governor. And, or maybe they, no, no, I guess like, uh they go like uh maybe there's like different pauses and they're talking while they're uh having lightsaber interactions but yeah so i guess they're having like lightsaber interactions the whole time then they end up in the emperor's like throne room and there's all this drama and luke ends up besting darth vader and the Emperor's watching all the time. And even Vader's like, "Come on, we could just take the Emperor out." And then the Emperor's like, trying to encourage exactly what Yoda warned him about. You know, react. Don't be. You know, don't don't think it out or you know, feel your feelings and then try to self-soothe and then decide. Just make a rash decision based on your strong, intense feelings. So he keeps trying to encourage Luke to do that, which would be adios Darth Vader. And then Luke says, no, no, no. That's not how it goes. Uh, so then the Emperor gets really mad. He has like lightning fig figures. He's like kinda like a sorcerer for like for sure. And he uses lightning figures on Luke, uh, And uh, then Darth Vader makes a choice. He's sees Luke. to could let him go. Um, so then he goes against the Emperor, tosses. Now, I guess it didn't work out. I don't know how, what, what the, how the Emperor pulled that off. But I wasn't paying. You know, I didn't. I don't know anything. But he tosses the Emperor. But you can't really toss somebody while they're shooting lightning bolts. Because then you get lightning bolted yourself. Uh, So he says, oh boy, Luke, uh, I'm totally in rough shape. Uh, Let me see your face. Like, why don't you kiss my face or something, or touch my cheek uh, so I can see with my own eyes or my son. And it really is a heartfelt moment. For the kid, it was like the effects were like a little bit intense. Uh, So I said, oh boy. Uh, But I mean, this was before those other movies got made. to see Darth Vader for the first time, which I think, I guess, was like a key progression that's like, oh, this is a human being beneath all this armor, and he's someone's daddy. I guess he was never anybody's daddy, though. He was just like, he's still a little boy. I mean, I guess that's what we learned through the whole uh, arc. And Luke holds him, and I think he even takes him. Now, meanwhile, the shield is down. But things, of course, still aren't going easy. And I don't know if they had to do the same thing last time. I'm pretty sure... I don't know if Luke has anything to do with it or anybody else. Because I don't know if that's a lot to put on Luke, if he had to get off and then go do something. But I'm pretty sure that the last second, Lando and his gill buddy come in, and they're spinning around and... uh... But I think that also happened in the first movie. It was Luke or Han, but anyway, Lando comes. I think Lando's the one who takes out the Death Star, but maybe Luke does something on board. I don't remember. Then everybody gets away, and then uh, it has to get all put back together, which actually they made it did accomplish, especially to the little kids. So then they just have a party with the Ewoks. And the Ewoks are super cute. You know, I think they're Henson Creations. So they were popular with little kids, but they didn't really fit so much with the kind of cold technology of Star Wars. And so I don't know how well it fit for playing, like with your own play acting or your own creations. I mean, I never, I mean, I liked the Ewoks, but I didn't have a lot of Ewok toys. Anyway, so the Ewoks have a big party, they say goodbye to Darth Vader at the party, Luke tells Leia that he's his sister, her hair's down and everything, then Leia says, Han says, well I guess you're going to marry Luke, huh, or whatever, something like that, she goes, no, he's my brother, I love you, and he goes, oh, I love you too. So then they say, oh boy, that's tied up nicely. Then we see Luke's Dad, Anakin Skywalker, technically old Annie. You wanna know backstory? Watch the Annie musical from Star Kid. And then um what else happens? So then Oh, then we see Obi-Wan Yoda. In Annie Skywalker all together they made amends somehow I mean maybe in the other universe it's easier to make amends or whatever it goes quicker where you have total force knowledge you say oh well people make mistakes Uh, so they all do that and then um, I think that's it everybody says well this is great and then it flashes uh, and in some sense you said okay that was it that's too bad the movies are over i mean for me i could still had opportunity to go back eventually and see the first two movies um but yeah i guess that's what i remember from return of the jedi which is not uh i would not say it's super accurate but uh yeah that's what I, that's the tale of the tape in my mind of return of the jedi uh thanks everybody and good night